Hello and welcome back to The Social Disease. I'm Jasper. And I'm Bridget. And today we are wrapping up Next Class Seasons 1 and 2. Yay! So very soon we will be on the much superior Next Class Seasons 3 and 4. <laughs> <laughs> Already started Season 3. Very pumped about it. I did all of Next Class in pretty much one go. It's so short. I was like, might as well. Oh, sure. I mean, it's like 40 episodes overall. Yeah, that's the same length as 12 and 13. Yeah, and I was going to say, like two of those seasons were this many episodes. Yeah, it, it's it's shorter than seasons 10 and 11. That's hilarious. So, yeah, today we're going to be wrapping up with Tristan, Miles, Hunter, and Yale and all their misadventures and drugs and near school shootings. I gotta say, I had high hopes for them being the most entertaining group and like for sure more entertaining than Lola, Shay, Tiny, and Frankie. But like, I don't know. I don't know if they're tied with Maya, Zig, Grace, and Zoe. What do you think? Who do you think is more entertaining? Miles's drug era is definitely number one, I think. Yeah. But after that, I think Maya, Grace, Zoe, and Zig are after them. And then all the other stuff. I will say Hunter was pretty interesting to watch. At least in his mental hospital era. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. Who do you want to start with? I figured that we would go roughly chronologically. Oh, okay. Well, kind of. Just because Miles kind of bumps into Hunter a little bit. They they have a bit of overlap. They do. So I figured we would go Miles, then Hunter and Yael, and then close with Tristan, which involves Tristan and Miles as a couple. I like it. So starting with Miles, the very first episode of Next Class is the school election once again. Miles hooks up with Tristan at the campaign party, but then he's like flirting with another girl. So Tristan gets jealous. Miles ends up winning the election, but then Tristan calls him out for like spending too much money on his party or something. So he ends up getting withdrawn. Miles vows to take Tristan down. <laughs> After that, Miles ends up skipping school. I don't even remember why. And he accidentally finds his mom hooking up with some guy he doesn't actually see them but he like hears them through the door so the next day he is shit talking this guy that his mom is sleeping with with winston during gym class and he's like oh i'm gonna kill this guy ha 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 blah 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 blah, blah. and some random narc decides to report miles for this for like threatening somebody <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous but he ends up having to tell his mom that he was talking about the guy that she was hooking up with which kind of forces Miles' mom to talk about, to tell the family that she has been seeing his dad again, and that's the person that she was hooking up with. This, of course, gets Miles very upset. There's kind of an agreement that Miles doesn't have to see his dad, but now he's very worried that his dad is coming back into his life, so he starts having a ton of anxiety about that. Esme overhears Miles complaining about this right before class, so Esme... This is her introduction. She cuts her hair off and gives the scissors to Miles, which gets Miles' attention so that he doesn't have to see his dad after school. Chaotic. So, <laughs> great introduction for Esme. When Miles goes and confronts Esme about this, 
she is like, oh, you should find some evidence as to why he's still a bad guy and stuff. So they end up breaking into Miles' dad's apartment just to like snoop through his things, snoop through his laptop. They actually find an email that he sent to the woman that he was having an affair with saying like, you need to stay away. I'm trying to heal my family and such. But they nearly get caught when I think a maid comes in. So they hide in a closet and they make out in the closet for some reason, even though the maid is still there. They don't get caught somehow, but the next day, Esme ends up giving Miles some anxiety pills to help him deal with his dad and kind of the panic attacks that he's been having when he kind of thinks about seeing his dad. The next time we meet up with him, he's doing decently well with Esme's pills. He's able to like be in the same room as his dad, at least, without kind of freaking out. He actually ends up getting a short story published that he wrote in English class. But Winston is kind of being annoying, saying, like, you need to stop taking these pills. They're not prescribed to you and such. So Miles throws them away. And, of course, he then starts having a panic attack when he's, like, getting an interview for his published story. And they start asking about his dad. So he kind of starts freaking out with that. He ends up finding more pills, I think, by sneaking into the girl's locker room, finding somebody with pills in their bag. This is right before he's supposed to be with the family for one of Hunter's gaming things in the gymnasium. So his mom obviously figures out that Miles is high out of his mind and gets it out of Winston that Miles is taking pills. But of course, Miles threw all the pills away, so his mom can't find anything. And Miles continues taking pills. (laughs) We don't meet up with him for a little bit. We get some like side off comments throughout the next couple episodes that like, oh, where is Miles? He should be in this class, things like that. But the next time we meet up with him, he wakes up outside of the school, having basically overdosed. He is in nothing but his underwear and he remembers nothing from the night before. He like talks to Esme like what happened? And she's like, we just had a fun night, dude. Don't worry about it. So (laughs) they end up getting high again and they end up going to Lola's restaurant, Lola's Cantina. And that's where they find out that the previous night, Miles sent dick pics to Lola. So when Miles, high out of his mind, starts like, you want to see it again? And starts pulling down his pants. He ends up tripping and hits his head, sending him to the hospital. He gets drug tested, of course. And they find in his blood, like, 10 different things. I think one of them was horse tranquilizer. Lots of bad stuff. So he's like, wow, I'm really going off the deep end. So he finally breaks down with his mom about, like, being so stressed about his dad and such. And Miles finally starts seeing a counselor, and he dumps Esme. After that, Miles is kind of trying to get his shit together, so he asks Tristan to help plan the school dance to kind of occupy himself. But when he kind of sees Esme kind of like covering her wrists and such, Miles assumes that she had a suicide attempt. So Miles goes to talk to her, but Tristan says that she needs professional help. Miles doesn't really listen to that so he like tries to talk to her and ultimately finds out that Esme faked a suicide attempt or like was trying to make it look like she had a suicide attempt to get Miles's attention and get him back. So Miles is like bitch you're crazy and leaves her permanently (laughs) and finally he talks to his mom about having almost relapsed but that he got through it. At the end of season one Miles announces that he's going to boarding school to kind of go into a new environment to better himself until he starts suspecting that Hunter brought a gun to the dance after a ton of stuff that he's doing, at which point 
Miles calls in the threat to the school, saying that there might be a gun. And he ends up talking to Hunter over the phone during the lockdown, saying, like, I love you, blah, 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 blah. And he ultimately finds out that Hunter did bring a gun to school. So over the winter break, Miles has been hanging out with Hunter, but ultimately he's still ending up going to boarding school. Hunter says that he'll be fine, but when Miles is, like, at Degrassi to, like, get his transcripts and stuff, he's talking to Tristan, which prompts Hunter to crash a car, Miles's car, into, it was the bus stop. I, I remember that because it's the same bus stop that JT crashed into. Ooh, um, true. So this kind of prompts Miles to tell his mom about Hunter bringing a gun to school, and this prompts Miles to stay to Grassy to kind of help Hunter with all of his shit, and he's kind of flirting with Tristan while doing this. Okay. Dang. Yeah, so we'll stop there because everything after that with Miles is about Miles and Tristan. Up to now, it's pretty much just drug things and Hunter things. Okay. So, chronologically, we'll start with his, like, family, obviously, because that's, like, mostly what leads into why he starts to do drugs and all that stuff. But he was kind of already doing it a little bit before. Yeah, with his addiction to weed, quote-unquote. Yeah, if we want to say that's what that was. So, like, it shouldn't have been super surprising, but what was surprising was his mom hooking up with his dad. That was surprising? I felt like it was. I don't know. You'd think she'd be a little more considerate. Has she ever been considerate about her children once? Okay, no, but there's just, I don't know, I had some high hopes. I was like, maybe it isn't him, even though I feel like Miles took it really personally that he walked in on his mom banging someone. I mean, I guess it's just an awkward thing to walk in on, no matter It what. is, but like, I think he went on a little too long about how he was gonna murder that guy. Like, what was the point of that? He was just joking with his friend. I don't think it was that big of a deal. No, I just think it's like, a, it was a weird conversation. Like, should somebody have tattled on him? No. But like, I was like, okay, what is this for? I mean, obviously we know it's because then someone overhears and then he has to tell his mom in Simpson's office. But I also felt like the whole Simpson where you could just sleep with my mom next or something was like a little mean. <laughs> well, I mean, Miles being petty about his mom sleeping with his dad after everything that happened. Well, he didn't know it was his dad. He didn't well, know yeah, I guess, I guess he didn't know at that point, but. That's why I was like, what is he overreacting? Like, at, at that point, I would have been like, would you have rather have been your dad? Like, yeah, I, I guess, know. I guess if anything, he should have not knowing it was his dad. He should have been happy that she was moving on I guess that's what I thought I mean there was a line where he was like well I have PTSD so like that's why I'm not happy about this and like fine it was just like a lot I guess and he was he was the only one going through a lot I feel like this season yeah (laughs) it was like so random he's like passed out overdosed like drunk on the lawn and like everybody else is kind of just running around it's like ooh, my and zig (laughs) Like, will they, won't they? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I do think this was a good follow-up overall from last season with all the stuff that happened with his dad last season and how that was kind of the breaking point last season. And this is just, I guess, the aftermath of that. It just shows how Miles hasn't healed from the whole situation, which I feel like a lot of the time Degrassi does kind of sweep those things under the rug. And I think they do sweep some things under the rug, which we will talk about. (laughs) But 
with this in particular, I, I think they do a really good job following through with it. And like him taking these pills because of it makes sense because of, I mean, I guess I have some thoughts about the kind of implication of the weed is a gateway drug to harder things <laughs> type yeah. of thing. But besides that, I thought it was pretty good. Like pretty much everything in next class, it didn't really have time to breathe. But yeah. especially because kind of after Miles stops taking the drugs, we don't really hear about how things are going with his dad after that. It's pretty much all focused on Tristan things. I was even going to say, like, they had to have Miles go through something because Frankie and Hunter were both going through their own shit, too, at the same time. So even though they were excited for their dad to be back before that, you know, Frankie is quote unquote depressed and Hunter is having some sort of breakdown so like miles also having one just like totally makes sense plus his mom sucks as we already talked about doesn't help when all three of your kids are kind of losing their shit at the same time yeah but for me the biggest thing with miles's mom is that she is kind of forcing miles to reconnect with his dad even though she knows exactly what he did to miles yes and the fact that she's, like, still forcing Miles to, like, see him and participate in family events and stuff, when, like, there was an agreement that Miles didn't have to see him for a while. So, like, kind of just completely doing a 180 on that really quickly is, like, if nothing else, irresponsible. Like, I can understand wanting, like, your family to get back together, but without actually addressing what happened, like, that's just bad parenting. Oh yeah, no, you're you're totally right. I feel like she she does kind of turn it around though when when he starts doing rehab stuff, but we'll we'll get to that at some point. Do you want to go into like the actual drug abuse part? Cuz I mean, you kind of said already that they tried to, you know, he smoked weed last season, so naturally he's going to be doing these. I don't even know what they were. What were they? Antidepressants, but like not really. I think they were anxiety pills. Oh, anxiety. That's what it was. Yeah. Which like, I don't know if you're doing those kinds of pills and they're like working kind of like maybe he needs something, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, he definitely needs to see a therapist. <laughs> like the fact that he was interviewing with whoever it was about his story about his dad and like, it's a story he wrote and he can't even talk about it. Yeah. Because it's about his dad. Like that just shows how bad it is really and he yeah. should really be seeing somebody and getting medication for it so I guess I'm not surprised that they were working for him at first but I guess the point is that since he was taking pills that weren't prescribed to him he was kind of finding pills anywhere that he could which is yeah. ultimately what led to like his mini overdose with horse tranquilizer and such at least they explained it by being like this is common in club drugs or whatever yeah. but I do I do agree with you I think that the way that they set it up even if we want to say like weed is a gateway drug fine whatever but like he was also doing other things that were like red flags too like skipping school and like drinking and it wasn't just the smoking weed like he was doing other things that was leading up to it and then it just escalated I just uh Esme <laughs> that's all I gotta say until we get into that yes like you said it does escalate over time which I do like like compared to Peter where like he got addicted overdoing meth like twice right 
<laughs> it was uh, like one episode. <laughs> yeah, w- one episode. Miles, I like how like he starts off like just taking Esme's anxiety pills. And then it goes to like he's scrounging in the locker rooms for anxiety pills. And then Esme is getting them from somewhere, I think. And mm-hmm. then it, it escalates to him just going to a club and taking whatever pills he could get. So yeah. I kind of like that escalation to show how he 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 definitely needs anxiety pills for sure, but he wasn't using them healthily, which yes. is why he got to the point that he did. Yeah, and there was definitely the like Winston popped in and out a few times and was like, hey, you shouldn't take pills that aren't prescribed to you or like, hey, what's going on? But I kind of agree with you that the issue with the whole storyline is that like it doesn't really come up again yes in season two specifically like the and they're back to back you know what I mean like it just is completely gone well even by the end of season one right there's the episode where he goes to the hospital right and like he starts getting help then there's the episode where Esme pretends to suicide attempt and then after that episode, I think it might be the next episode where he's dealing with Hunter things. So he transitions like right away from like drug things to other things. Well, what about the boarding school one? Was that the Hunter things? Yeah, wasn't it? When he was like, when he told his mom, oh, I felt like I was going to do drugs again, but I didn't. And she was like, let's find you somewhere new. I felt like it was a continuation of the plot with him like, saying that he wanted to go to boarding school. I just think when they start the next season and he's like, just kidding, Hunter needs me here, even though I'm not going to see Hunter because he's going to be in a mental institution for like two months. And then like, that's it. Yeah, so I guess those kind of transition together where it's like, I need help, so I'm going to boarding school. Now I'm focusing on Hunter things. Yes. Yeah, because he's like... I got better so now it's your turn kind of like situation but yeah I think that they held out through season one like pretty well I would say the boarding school plot like would have been probably the best solution but obviously you can't lose your like main character guy yeah yeah so I'm glad he stayed but like in season two it probably would have made sense if like he wasn't completely better like he is you know Absolutely, especially because of what we saw. Like, even I'm just a mention of, oh, therapy, oh, rehab, oh, like anything, you know? Yeah. Because even in season three, when he's dealing with Tristan's coma, like, there's nothing even remotely like, oh, I'm feeling anxious, so I'm going to take some drugs, you know? It's just once, once he tells his mom, I almost relapsed, and she's like, okay, <laughs> that, that's it. That's it. And that's probably the biggest problem with it. I would say you could probably go from like season 14 to season two and you would never know Miles had all that issue. Yeah, I think so. And that's like kind of an issue. That's like not good. Yeah. At least with Maya, they they kept it going. Yeah, because even with like, even though he's not doing drugs anymore, that didn't resolve his problems with his dad. Exactly. So the fact that even that isn't, like a focus at all pretty much for the rest of his time on the show I think it's briefly like very very briefly a thing in season four Mm -hmm. but his relationship with his dad isn't really a thing much at all after he's sober which even outside of like addiction doesn't work like that his issues with his dad 
weren't resolved to begin with so I feel like I don't remember season three and four at all but I totally believe you that they just throw him back into it and like it doesn't matter well because season three is just him dealing with Tristan being in a coma and then season four is I guess helping Tristan post coma (laughs) do his parents get back together in season three or four well aren't they already together I don't, I don't think, think I, guess, I guess I don't know if he like moves back officially at any point okay because I don't think they're back together like I mean I know that there's the whole scene where he's like there but I don't think that he's really he's not in it right in what season three or four his dad yeah his dad is briefly in season four but I think that's it okay so I mean it is what it is if he's not around I guess that's why they don't care but there's no reason for why he isn't around if his mom is back together with him. Which is why I'm like, are they back together? They never say that they're not, so. Sounds like they just had a one-time hookup. And but then that... Miles never showed up for the dinner, and then that was kind of it. But there were there was that whole sequence where it's like, Miles, you need to come, and where you need to like be a family for these things, you know? But then he never does. <laughs> well, like, for the Hunter's gaming thing. Where he, he was stoned. Killed. But he still had to be there for the family. Yeah, I just, I don't think that they, I mean, they do those things, but I don't think they get back together. Well, they don't tell us, so one way or another. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I guess the the large issue here is that Miles' relationship with his dad and with his family is not a thing once he's sober, which is a problem. Yeah, but I guess it just makes sense if they didn't have any plans of bringing the father back again which they like don't so then he doesn't need to resolve the issues that the guy's not around but it's still his dad so it's gonna come up at some point but it doesn't (laughs) but it should because that's how it works i don't know how it works (laughs) i don't know all all i'm saying is that they had a really strong start with this whole storyline and then they just kind of drop it for tristan and miles things (laughs) yeah which is boring yeah well, I don't think the coma stuff is boring necessarily, but <laughs> really, I mean, I guess we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. But anyway, Esme. Yeah, I think she's easily the best villain in Degrassi, hands down. Sorry, Holly J and Paige and anybody else. I think she is basically the female J, is what I've decided. But I hate, like, I don't like J, <laughs> so it's hard. But for do you me. like Esme? <laughs> Oh my god. Well, I think she's just so good at what she does. And so is Jay. I don't know. I just think that she's better. She is my favorite villain. Like, there's no changing it. Like, Jay I didn't like because he was, like, actually just not a great person. And I know she's not a great person either, but, like, Jay was a different kind of bad person. He was, like, spreading chlamydias and STDs everywhere as he walked around, you know, the social disease as yeah. we've called it. But I think she is just obviously she needs help. <laughs> but everything she does is insane. Yeah, her introduction with cutting her hair and being like, Miles, why'd you cut my hair? Honestly, iconic. Yes, I couldn't believe I forgot about that. That is so good. And she just did it so that he wouldn't have to go to dinner with his dad. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah, she doesn't even know him. No, and she does it. Oh, so great. I will say, though, like, 
the key word for Esme is 100% enabler. When oh. Miles called her that, I was like, yep, that is the perfect term for her. Yes. And even like manipulating Miles too, once he breaks up with her because of her enabling. Oh my God. Yeah. Can we talk about that fake suicide attempt? I can't believe that Miles didn't say she was more fucked up for that. Didn't like, he say she was pretty fucked up for that? He did, but like, I'm surprised he, he should have like done something about that. Like, that's insane. Like, he should have told like an adult is what I'm trying to Okay, I, I guess so. Well, wasn't it Tristan says you should tell an adult and then he's like, no. And then he finds out it was fake. And then he's like, well, fuck off. I don't <laughs> want to talk to you anymore. Yeah, pretty much. I yeah. think so. So, yeah, I guess he probably should have told an adult. But I think, I guess this is part of Esme's larger arc in that she never does get help until the very end of next class. Yeah, which is a shame, but... But I think that's the point, that, like, she doesn't get help, which is why she keeps spiraling and spiraling throughout all of next class. And it just, somehow, it just all makes sense that she ends up with Zig. (laughs) No, absolutely, like, her like her getting her start with miles is like a great intro to her character because miles is smarter than zig sorry to say (laughs) miles was able to get out zig is not somebody who could get out of a relationship like that no if anything zig's gonna enjoy being in something like that well maybe not enjoy but as we'll see it's like he is kind of stuck with her because he doesn't know how to get rid of her well there's that and then also think about like when he had a crush on zoe like zoe was nuts too when he had he just loves this this is his type what about maya then i mean hey maya isn't perfect either she's she's had some moments not as bad as either zoe or esme oh no not like treating other people poorly but Maya has her own issues that she needed to work through too. So I think Zig's type is just women who have to work through things. <laughs> and I respect it. Fair. <laughs> but, I don't know. I just think she's a great addition to yeah. Degrassi. At this point, she's just a side character. In season one, she's just like Miles is an enabler. Season two, what'd she do in season two? She messes with Zoe a little bit in season two. She messes with Zoe and then is the dance thing in season two or is that the end of season one? That's season two, yeah. Okay, so she like does that. So I think she's more of a side character in season two than season one, to be honest. Yeah, but even even in season two, she's kind of like messing with Zoe's head. Yes, yeah. So she's She's definitely not as big in season two, but I guess just, again, the slow burn of like her popping up in people's storylines here and there yeah like the one where she calls zoe out for being like insensitive yeah that was like so good because zoe's like you're not even asian she's like uh (laughs) i i like her though i really do yeah because i feel like besides the fake suicide attempt i feel like there's nothing particularly where it's like we need to know what's up with her necessarily. Like, I feel like she could just function as like kind of those one-off Degrassi characters that they sometimes bring in just to kind of mess things up for an episode or two. Yeah. 
but since she is consistently kind of being that kind of side character for different people over time that's when it's like oh something is up with this girl so then by the end of the next class you get to the point where you actually learn about like what's up with her and why she is the way she is her continuing to spiral from there yeah and i i kind of feel like they're going back towards the degrassi where there was overlap of characters which like is my favorite kind where it's like there are friends in some groups and friends in others and it was like kind of like when they had that random band of like maya adam imogen and like mo is like people you wouldn't expect to like be together but are i feel like her popping up in all these different stories is kind of just like connecting it in that way and then since she's not the focus in any of these storylines you're not really worried about her herself until Mm -hmm. you kind of add up all of these one-offs to kind of put together that oh maybe there is something off with her yeah for sure you just know she's like kind of a bitch but she's not like a zoe person like she like zoe was like awful like so mean where like esme is just a little crazy yeah like esme like messes with your mind kind of thing like i would consider zoe 100 a bully i don't know if i would consider esme a bully in like the normal sense yeah for sure but i could talk about her all day (laughs) (laughs) but yeah for now she's just a fantastic agent of chaos (laughs) yep that's a great way to put it to close off miles just miles things I guess the last thing with him is just kind of the few things that he does with Hunter. So with that, number one, I really like how, if you remember at the end of season 14, there's the whole episode with Miles and Hunter where like Miles promises to be a better brother. And Mm -hmm. I like how he actually follows through with that, with this whole school shooting nonsense. Yeah, I think he does the right thing by telling his mom for sure but that's like after the car crash but he really is trying like I genuinely feel like he really wants to follow through on it yeah and again it is kind of fast how like he just stopped taking drugs like the episode before but I if anything I feel like that kind of shows what he learned from doing drugs Mm -hmm. (laughs) that sometimes people are going through shit and they're dealing with it in bad ways and they need help for it Yeah, and I feel like him going through that first and, like, getting to the other side of it helps Hunter, too, because he's so, he, like, understands exactly what Hunter's going through. Exactly. So, Hunter sucks, but Miles being a good brother to Hunter is good. (laughs) I was gonna say, like, season one and a half of season two, Hunter definitely suck. He tries to turn it around by the end, though. Yes, and we'll talk about that. Do you want to go into? I kind of, I do, I do. Okay, so let's go with Hunter with Yael kind of popping up as their own character towards the end of season two. So there's like this intramural sports thing going on at Degrassi and Hunter embarrasses himself during a basketball game. So he begins to petition student council to get a gamer club at school as like an alternative to these intramural sports. Tristan shuts it down, saying that, like, it's not physically active and stuff. So Hunter has Yael break his finger with a hammer so he could get out of 
this sports stuff. But at the end of the day, Tristan has a change of heart and ends up letting him have the gamer club. First, the, the club pretty much just consists of Hunter, Yael, Baz, and VJ, but they don't have any budgets. They, they try to get crowdfunding for their club, but the feminist club then pulls, pulls up asking for a meeting to talk about the misogyny of the gamer club with like the characters in your game are scantily clad and people are violencing women. So you need to stop. Hunter gets super pissed during this meeting and he calls Goldie a terrorist, which doesn't help his case. So the club gets shut down, even when he apologizes, kind of backtracking and saying that, like, I don't think that. I'm saying that some people think that. And I was making a point. I was like, sure, sure, man, <laughs> whatever you say. So Hunter, now that he has lost the Gamer Club just after getting it, vows revenge on everyone who ever wronged him. Which leads to the whole saga of him and the Gamer Club cyberbullying Maya, swanning Maya, them getting caught, him blackmailing Zig. <laughs> what else? Zig ultimately comes clean about Hunter doing all this shit. So they get caught. But even though everybody apologizes to Maya, Hunter doesn't. Hunter says that Maya had it coming and he is mad that all of his friends betrayed him by kind of throwing themselves under the bus. So Hunter, for not apologizing, ends up being the only person who gets actually suspended for all of this. Like when Yael is telling him like, hey, we kind of did a bad thing. We should just accept the punishment. He pushes Yael to the ground and this pushes him off the deep end when his mom ends up taking away all of his electronics and stuff. So he makes a hit list of people and takes his dad's gun from the safe and brings it to the school dance. As we discussed, Miles figures this out and calls in the, the threat to the school, causing the lockdown. And Miles talks Hunter down over the phone, and Hunter does not end up using the gun, unfortunately. But Miles catches Hunter with the gun at home, and they kind of promise to not talk about it ever again. They do end up talking about it again, however, because when Miles is about to leave for boarding school, Hunter crashes the car again because he doesn't want Miles to leave, even though during the in-between time here, Hunter seemed to be doing better. So Miles ultimately does tell his mom about Hunter bringing the gun to school, which leads to the family kind of setting Hunter up to take him to the mental hospital. It's like supposed to be his first day back from the suspension and stuff, but they take him to the hospital instead. So he is initially very angry. He even tries to escape by stealing a doctor's access badge and stuff. When he's talking to his doctor, his doctor tries to explain to him that his actions over the past, over season one, pretty much, and like his excessive anger aren't normal responses to things and diagnoses him with depression as well as, I forget what it's called, but it was like combative. ODD. Which stands for? Oppositional Defiance Disorder. Thank you. <laughs> so after this kind of depression and talking with his doctor, he slowly starts realizing that all of the things that he did was wrong. And he ultimately gets to the point where Yael is able to visit him at the hospital. So Hunter apologizes to Yael for pushing them. And he thanks Miles for his help in getting him 
health. <laughs> so that's pretty much all we see from Hunter in the psych ward. He kind of is gone for a couple episodes until he comes back. And in the meantime, we check in with Yael for the first time, where there is kind of an app competition going on in their tech class. So Yael and Baz and VJ kind of have a thing going, like whoever gets the most downloads. I think Baz wants a date with Yael. And I don't know what Yael wanted if they won, but Yael's app is like a Yik Yak type app where you like anonymously post things in your area. And Baz and VJ have a fart app. <laughs> so Yael goes to talk about how to win with Hunter and Hunter has the idea to get downloads for the app by using the app for gossip. And it works. However, when Yael sees how the gossip is hurting Frankie because Frankie's going through her racism era, <laughs> Yael takes the app down and Baz ends up winning the competition, winning a date with Yael. After that, Hunter then returns home. He actually does that in a Tristan episode, oddly enough, but he just comes home and there's a party for his homecoming. Good for him. After that, Baz ends up calling in his date with Yael for like the the white party in the woods. What was that for? It was for Tiny. Yes. Yes. So Tiny's white party. So they're at the party. They're talking. Yael is actually kind of feeling a vibe, surprisingly. But Baz ends up telling them that he just wanted to go on the date with Yael to kind of shove it in Grace's face because Baz has a crush on Grace. So Yael tells him to fuck off. Hunter ends up showing up at the party and they confess their feelings for each other and they just kind of cuddle for a little bit. At the end of the season, Hunter and Yael have a date planned, but Baz and VJ kind of show up and are like, oh, you guys can't date. That's going to mess up the dynamic of the friend group. They kind of have a meeting quote unquote about how things are going to work now that Hunter and Yael are together. <laughs> Hunter ends up kicking everybody out because he could feel himself kind of getting worked up and Miles comes through and convinces him that everything will be okay. So he's not allowed to be at Degrassi at this point but he ends up dressing up as the mascot to sneak into the game and he apologizes to Yael for the situation and they kiss for the first time. Oh, cute. All right, where would you like to start? I guess with Gamer Club. Okay. Shout out to Eric, who has been on our podcast before. He actually is the esports coach at his school. Oh, so everything I've ever learned about esports has now been used in Degrassi. Because before I was like, I don't even know what any of this means. But now I actually know what's going on. So educate us, Bridget. Okay, I don't know that much, but I do understand that they do need some good computers to work. So raising money totally makes sense. I know the esports that Eric plays is just cars that play soccer. So there are definitely other games <laughs> that you could play that don't include murdering women. But, you know, I guess this is the game they like. So can't pick and choose, even though you absolutely can. But you play video games. What is your opinion? Okay, so in my opinion, Unless women are being targeted as the only victims of the violence, it's not a sexist issue, which it never is. Yeah, it sounds like in this game, 
they tried to make it sound like it was only women victims. I don't think so. Well, that's like the only ones that they showed. Well, of course they're going to pick and choose. <laughs> well, listen, that's the whole point of this thing is that if they were like other people were being murdered, I think they would have dropped it. Okay, I will say that there is like a problem with how female characters are designed in video games being more sexy and stuff. Like that's definitely a thing for sure. Yeah, I but agree. I feel like with the violence in those types of games that Hunter and crew were playing, it's never like you're explicitly violencing women. Violencing isn't a word, but. I think the only thing that I can think of is like a school would absolutely not allow this anyway. Just because it's violent? Like I said, the one that Eric's team plays is Rocket League. Yeah. And that has no people in it, just cars. <laughs> yeah. So like there are other options. I We should have asked him to be on this episode. This would have been so helpful have his opinion i think that in a school it wouldn't have been allowed regardless so yeah. I, I could i could understand how any violence probably wouldn't be allowed in a school but on the basis of what the feminist club was saying it's like you're just picking and choosing what scenes you're showing from this game to like make your point and <laughs> not indicative of the larger problem <laughs> that does exist in like gaming communities against women so politics that's how it works. Yeah. But of course, Hunter couldn't help himself to save his life, so. I just, like, when he said the blonde thing, totally fair. When he said the zig thing, totally fair. Then he just had to, he just had to keep going. Yeah. He had to put his foot in his mouth. No, I think that it's just showing that he slowly has, like, no self-control over what he says. Oh, absolutely not. And I know, I know that, like, this whole thing is to show Hunter's descent into school shooterness. Yes. But I, I think, like, having Hunter be the only person to talk about the club was kind of a missed opportunity to develop any of the other three. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, the only thing we know about the other three is that they're complacent in, like, harassing Maya. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, why would I like them if they, like, think that this is a good idea? Yeah, we know nothing about them other than they like gaming vj is gay <laughs> and that's it <laughs> and then the other one who i can't even think of his name right now baz yeah baz is like i feel like what they wanted connor to be almost what do you mean i don't know i was kind of getting vibes that they wanted him to like be on the spectrum as well because he doesn't understand how to talk to people <laughs> Well, yeah, there's, like, that social aspect of, like, autism where it's, like, you're super smart, but, like, he wasn't picking up on Yale's anything and was just, like, following an order. I don't know. I wouldn't have been shocked if they went that route with him is what I'm saying. Yeah, I've definitely seen people say that they headcanon him as autistic. For so sure. That's not off base. Oh, cool. Okay. But yeah definitely nothing that they wrote into the show so no that's why i wonder if they were like gonna go somewhere with it unfortunately not but no. yeah it is unfortunate that pretty much none of them get any development in these seasons yeah Elle gets a teeny tiny bit as hunter's girlfriend love interest love interest <laughs> since yell isn't a girl but but like in this season that's not explored yet no no and it's not even hinted at. If anything, Yell even says, I like boys. 
he likes girls, so we're gonna kiss. It's like, what is going on? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the other three painfully underdeveloped, which is a shame. But I guess I do like Hunter's descent throughout the first season because I guess contrary to Rick, right? Rick's whole thing was mostly the bullying. Like, of course, they had, like, the underlying stuff of, like, Terry and, like, he's kind of, he has a violent side to him. But his breaking point was the bullying, right? With Hunter, Hunter wasn't really being bullied at all. It was kind of his preconceptions of other people and the fact that he disagreed with other people or I guess more that other people disagreed with him which is what set him off which I think is probably more similar to how kind of school shooters tend to get radicalized. I also think it's important to show that he wasn't bullied and that's not why he snapped because I think there's times where we see all these horrible shootings and they always not like make excuses, but they're like, oh, they were bullied. Why didn't anybody do anything about it? Where it's like in Hunter's case, he just already was mentally ill leading up to it. And like, he also had like a shitty home life going on and him having a diagnosis of ODD means that he was born with it. And it was just a matter of time for them to diagnose it. I don't know if you know anything about that disorder but it pretty much is like where your brain doesn't make the connection that people aren't always against you and like it's like that kind of thing and he obviously like thinks everybody's always up to trying to like fuck him over when that's like not how life is going yeah he was pretty much victimizing himself no matter what like even in the basketball stuff yes he's like they're just trying to embarrass me because i'm not good at sports and it's like no that's not the point (laughs) Yeah, that was like, who was telling him that he has to do it because it's just to build teamwork? Tristan? It was some, yeah, I think it was either Tristan or Zoe. They're just like, get over it. It's just something you have to do. And I think the fact that he went to the extreme of breaking his finger, I think that's kind of a sign, too, that he is a little unhinged. Because that's self-harm. Uh, so. But the fact that he didn't even do any, and Yael did it. Yeah is also not great they kind of brushed that under the rug for sure yeah that's not like a haha oh i've broken all my friends fingers before this is totally relatable yeah but besides that like it kind of felt like they wanted to go kind of incel with him but they didn't fully commit to it which i was fine with i don't need that yeah like it makes sense from the perspective that if they did make him an incel he would be irredeemable and they wanted they wanted to redeem him at the end of the day yeah so it makes sense but I kind of wish that they went just a little bit further with kind of showing how these boys could get radicalized by these types of things sure I mean I get it I just I think you're absolutely right I think if they went too far with it people would be like, oh. I also think that there's the aspect of him being a rich boy too. You know, he he probably has gotten everything he wanted up until this point. So that's why it's probably difficult for him. And also, I guess why he, even though we don't see anything from the other three, why he is the ringleader. Because he's used to getting everything that he wants. So he's just gonna get it if he can. Oh, definitely. I can't imagine any of the other three being like, no, Hunter, and him like actually listening. Yeah. 
it wasn't until they literally swatted a girl <laughs> that they were like, hmm, maybe we're not in the right here. Yeah, and even then, he still didn't apologize. No. But, so, what did you think about the transition into, like, the mental hospital stuff? Well, first we gotta talk about the almost school shooting itself, right? Oh, I mean, I guess. There wasn't really, like, I feel like we kind of danced around it with all the other characters, but he made the kill list, which is funny because that's definitely a Canadian way to say hit list because we do not say that. (laughs) And then brought the gun to school, but like didn't do anything. Yeah, I feel like it was still suspenseful, though, because what is it? He sneaks into the back door of the school, right? Yeah. And then on the dance floor he like bumps into Maya and I'm like no Maya please I mean I knew that he wasn't gonna do anything they couldn't kill off like Miles's brother he had too many connections they weren't gonna like put him in a place where he couldn't come back next season I guess so which is kind of what we talked about with Rick right that like they killed him so that they wouldn't have to follow up with him afterwards yeah and Rick didn't have any real relationships with any of the characters his second time around yeah like it was just toby and we talked about how they kind of ignored toby a little bit in the aftermath so yeah exactly but yeah i think the sequence itself was pretty suspenseful like again miles's whole like talking him down thing i think was a very good scene oh yeah i think miles did a good job i don't know there was just something about it that like do you feel like there was a big jump to him bringing a gun to school? Well, I feel like ever bringing a gun to school is going to be a big jump, isn't it? Okay, obviously, <laughs> but you know what I meant. Like, I feel like there wasn't a big enough event for him to be like, man, now I'm going to bring one. Well, I think the the breaking point was his friends turning against him, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess. Well, that's the thing. It's kind of like I look back and I'm like, what what was he even upset about? He was upset about so many things that I'm like, I don't even know. Well, I guess that's kind of the point that none of this was justified. I guess I'm just disagreeing with you that I think that it was done well, is really what I'm saying. I think that everything leading up to it was fine. I just think that the gun to school thing was a little extreme. <laughs> well, of course it is. But like for Rick, you knew it was coming. Did you? Yes, absolutely. It was like bully, bully, bullied. Like the episode came out not too long after, like only a few years later after Columbine. Like, it doesn't really have the the history of hurting people necessarily. Well, that yeah, that's kind of it too. It's like at least with like Rick, we knew that he was like abusive, and then that he was gonna kind of like snap at any time. Yeah, and with Rick too, there was two build up episodes where like I feel like with this one he was just kind of like and then like got the gun and then went to the school yeah I guess that makes sense I I don't have too much of a a problem with it just because that's the story they wanted to tell yeah oh I'm not like oh it doesn't make sense that he brought a gun to school because that was kind of the point of the story I think my issue was was that like I knew that Hunter was mentally ill and like he pushed yell but I never thought for a minute that he would be like I'm gonna kill someone well I guess 
there was never a point during the dance where like he got close yeah pulling the gun out which could maybe explain that like he brought the gun to school because he was so upset but like he didn't have it in him to even like consider actually doing it yeah maybe that's why I was kind of like eh about it I guess like he never even like reached for the gun in his bag at any point yeah it just never felt I mean like not that there that I want there to be intention it just kind of felt like we're gonna have him do this so we have an excuse to put him in a mental hospital when like they didn't even have to do the gun scene I think if he crashed the car they could have been like all right we're done with this like obviously you're not okay yeah I, I guess that was just because of the transition from season one to season two mm-hmm. I think they just needed the the cliffhanger I guess of the drama at the end of season one so they needed another impetus to get him to the mental hospital in season two yeah that's definitely that's definitely it too yeah because I guess the other point with the car crash was like the kind of the ups and downs that he was having like during the winter break with Miles he was fine which is why Miles felt okay about it but then the moment he felt even mildly upset, he crashed a car. So yes. if anything, besides the transition from season one to two, it was just to show his volatile emotional state. Yeah, that he's like unhinged at this point. Yeah. But then you had some thoughts about the mental hospital itself. So I'm like pretty sure you can't just like check people in if they don't want to be checked in, first of all. Even if he's a minor? Yeah. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it's, like, really hard. Maybe in the United States. Like, it's pretty hard to, like, get that to happen. I mean, I feel like they kind of did, like, an okay job. I don't know. I didn't really know what to expect. I'm glad that they did something like it, though, because I feel like we're always wondering what is the solution for the Ellie's of the world or, like, the pages who, like, went through a lot. And usually there's just kind of like go to the school therapist and like get over it, you know, mm-hmm. where I feel like this is important to show that there are other options too. I, I like how they didn't really demonize the mental hospital too. Like, I feel like a lot of shows kind of do like the white rubber room or something. Yes. Which kind of is like the stigma of psych wards and stuff. And like, there's definitely problems with psych wards from what I've heard and read, but I like how they were focused on the mental health aspect, if nothing else. Yeah, like, he didn't try to create a life there. Like, the only times we saw him was when he was trying to, like, go through therapy. And I feel like we really got to see him change, too. Like, I did not think that he could be a redeemable character. But honestly, he, like, wasn't. At the end, I was like, I really see him using strategies because he wants to be a better person. Well, I kind of disagree because... Once he's back from the hospital, he doesn't really deal with his anger issues after that. Like, when? He doesn't. Like, what do you mean he do- like? He doesn't have angry situations, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like because normally if, like, all of his friends came over and, like, ambushed him like that, he would have flipped a shit. But, like, the whole point is that he told them to leave so that he wouldn't. So, like, that's him coping. Well, okay, so I guess that's the one situation after he gets back from the hospital 
where he does some coping strategy. I guess I'm referring more to season three and four. Where, uh, like, well, we're we're not there yet. Like, we're not there yet. <laughs> well, the fact that it's not in seasons three and four means that we won't discuss it in seasons three and four. Well, is he an angry person and has like episodes in season three and four? No, which that, is my point. That means it worked. But I guess similar to Miles's drug thing, him only having one mild episode after he gets back doesn't work with how life works. But like, do you know that for sure though? I mean, <laughs> does anything work that way? I mean, like, if you would like to think so, yeah. Like, if you get the help you need and you are taking the medications you need and you have the strategies and the coping, like, sure, you might have an episode or two, but it's not going to be something like you're not going to have the same issues in the future. You might even look back and be like, I'm a different person than I was then. Like, that's the whole point of therapy. That's why he was in there for two months. He's not going to be coming out and having the same, like, mental breakdowns again. No, I, I'm not expecting him to have, like, mental breakdowns again. But it's that it is never an issue for him again, you know? I mean, like, obviously you can't cure something, but I think it's fine. I think that they, they showed what he needed to. I think season two, like, really wrapped it up, honestly. And, like, obviously I still have to watch season three and four to see if I, like, still like him or not. But I think that he took all, like, the precautions with yell at the end of the season and was like this is who I am like in or out kind of thing I don't know I respect him I feel like they did a decent job honestly I agree that throughout these two seasons they handle his issue well yes and then we move on because it's not about it anymore they're not going to do four seasons of him being angry no of course not but like it could be he's dealing with something else and he gets angry and he like almost has kind of an episode, you know? But that's that, where that it's, could it a- could be like unrealistic because maybe he just like doesn't have episodes anymore because he has the medication and the strategies and the therapy. But, well, I guess like he never has a situation where he has to use those strategies, you know? Which is good. That's like a better life to live, I would think. (laughs) Because before he was getting angry and upset about stupid things, like they were things that normal people wouldn't be acting that way about. So now he's put in those situations as a normal person or like someone who is, you know, okay. And like, that's why he's not acting out. I would think that it would take more. Than two months of inpatient? I don't know. Jasper, (laughs) you want him to not be okay? Just to show how healing isn't, like, you deal with it once and you're fine. Because I don't think that's how it works for most people. I think he dealt with it more than once. I think going away for two months and then the juvie thing and then all that other stuff. Like, we'll have to see in season three and four. But right now, at the end of season two, he seems like he's dealing with it good. Sure. Okay. It's true. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Can't get ahead of yourself yet. Next class is just so short. It's hard to only talk about one thing. (laughs) All right, let's go into Yale and Hunter then. Yeah, okay. I liked what Vijay said about them being the will they, won't they drama. 
of the school because yeah. that's absolutely true yes well so here's the thing I feel like they don't have much romantic chemistry together really but, he like loves her but I didn't really feel like the romantic chemistry between them like I knew they liked each other yeah but in terms of like feeling chemistry between them I guess is my point Hmm. I think we might disagree I think the fact that he was calling her and writing her letters Um, and like them well right now in this part it is her still but like I see it I just don't think you like Hunter so you don't want to help him out and give him any credit for this I guess not I do like Yael though and even then I'm like eh about their relationship well it's hard because Hunter's like not okay for the first most of it I would say so it's like a little hesitant to be like I want them to get together because like is he going to hurt her or not but I do like that they give her other plots so we get to like learn about them what pronouns am I using here if technically they weren't they in the season I would still use they them just because that's what they end up as well because think about it if you are talking about like a Adam, for example, would you talk about Adam as a small child, as a girl? I don't know if, if we were talking about the, that specific season where Adam was, maybe that's where I'm like, not sure. (laughs) I think it's usually good to use the current pronouns that a character. Okay. I mean, I'm not disagreeing. I just also think that they gave us zero hints as to that's where that was going as well. I don't think that's necessarily a problem. No. No. I feel like we gave Zoe a lot of shit for that. I wouldn't say that there's necessarily any hints that Yael is a girl either. Besides the fact that she's like, I'm a girl and I like boys. When did they say that? When Hunter asked Yael if they were going to kiss Baz. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I just watched it that's why I, I remember it yeah that's when Baz and Yell are going on the date and then Hunter's like well are you gonna kiss him and Yell says well I'm a girl and I like boys and so he's it's a boy him. who likes girls so probably and that's when Hunter was like okay I don't care what you do with your own lips okay that sounds vaguely familiar <laughs> but like in, in terms of Yell expressing their gender identity right like, I feel like there's nothing where Yael either way is, like, explicitly, like, girly girl type of conforming to femininity, you know? Yeah, but they also hate women and girly girls. Which could maybe be your hint that you want. I mean, if you want to, like, look into it like that, I genuinely do not think that they were going that direction. It was definitely not the plan in this season to make Yael non-binary, for sure. Oh, okay. You made it sound like they did secretly. No. Oh. I'm sorry so if it came off that way. <laughs> it's like, wait, why are we even having this conversation? Though? Well, just because I would still use they, them pronouns for Yael, even though at this point they are identifying as a girl. Okay. I will do, I will do that. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Hunter and Yael... I don't really care for them. I know you don't. I like them. <laughs> like, I, I I, liked the two perspectives that we got from Yael 
where Yael is trying to do good with the app and stuff. And then they're actually sad when Baz doesn't like them. I always like plots, specifically the Baz one, because it's like people just kind of want to be validated sometimes. Sure. So I always like kind of plots like that. I think my only issue with Yell is the whole like, it's like a hard thing because in this sense, I'm like, I don't like when girls shit on other girls for just being girls. Like that always annoys me. Mm-hmm. But in this case, if Yell is not that, that they're identifying as girls, that's where it's like a, a little complicated because that's when I don't like them is when they're like that. I don't like when anybody does it, but I feel like it's just like, why are we picking on people for liking things that you don't like which like I get that they were probably bullied for the same thing but it's just annoying did the makeup stuff happen in this season no not yet okay so what are you referring to in this season just the bullying Maya stuff yeah mostly I would say yeah well that wasn't shitting on Maya for being a girl I guess it was kind of shitting on the feminist club yeah which like I don't know I'm just not like the biggest fan right now, which is why I feel like them and Hunter together is like fine. <laughs> because you don't like either of them? Not really. It just is like, I don't understand what, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess Yael hasn't gotten that much development yet. And the fact that they bullied Maya so terribly. Yeah. And like, know. didn't care. They cared once they realized what they had done. Yes after well yeah yeah el was telling hunter it's like we did a shitty thing you know oh i know i'm just thinking about when they were walking to the main office and hunter's like just don't say anything deny 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 and yell is like okay okay fair fair <laughs> Sorry. i think we should just move on to tristan yeah <laughs> <laughs> obviously have different opinions on this yeah like i i like yell Hunter, I don't like. And I just feel like they dropped Hunter's whole mental health thing too quickly. That's that's where I stand. Okay. At least they gave it to him in season two, unlike Miles, who got nothing. Sure. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Uh... Let's go into Tristan, which is basically Tristan and Miles things because Tristan does nothing outside of Miles. So once again, Tristan is running for president, but he gets annoyed and insecure when Miles is also running for president. They end up making out in the pool house at Miles's campaign party, which makes Tristan think they're going to get back together. But he gets upset when Miles is flirting with a girl, so he gets pissed and is a little biphobic to Miles during the debate. <laughs> when Miles wins, he gets Miles in trouble for spending money on the campaign party, which gets Miles disqualified, so Tristan becomes president. Soon after that, Tristan is jealous of Miles and Esme being a couple, so he asks VJ out on a date. They have a pretty good first date, but Tristan gets insecure when Miles is teasing him, calling him like a cradle robber <laughs> or something. So Tristan then ends up breaking up with VJ when he realizes that he's not over Miles, leading to what I think is the worst line in all of Degrassi, <laughs> where VJ says, you. You were just thinking with your ding dong. <laughs> like, what teenager would say that? I can't. <laughs> anyway, a little bit after that, Tristan and his genitals are not feeling right. So based off of a quick Google search, he thinks that he has chlamydia. 
since he's been hooking up with lots of guys recently, he's not sure who he could have gotten it from. So he ends up sending an anonymous message to all the guys that he's been with recently, telling them, like, you should get tested for chlamydia. But with VJ, Tristan was the only person that VJ hooked up with. So VJ walks into a student council meeting and saying, you gave me chlamydia, <laughs> causing Tristan to say the equally as awful, it's just chlamydia. <laughs> it's just chlamydia. However, Tristan goes to a doctor and finds out it was not chlamydia, but a UTI. And Miles pops in at the end of this episode and comforts him in his embarrassment. Season one for Tristan ends with the whole school shooting things where Miles kind of confides in Tristan a little bit about like, oh, is Hunter okay? Where is he at this dance? Like, please watch out for him, which kind of connects them back together. And so when Hunter gets sent to the mental hospital, Tristan and Miles kind of start talking again since Miles is now staying at Degrassi. They end up having to do the classic take care of a fake baby for health class. And Miles basically pushes all the work onto Tristan. And Tristan is worried about confronting him about this because he's worried about pressuring him. They're not officially back together yet and he doesn't want to like be too much at this point. Ultimately, Tristan does kind of go off at Miles for not taking any responsibility and worrying that Miles is going to back out of their relationship again. But Miles ends up apologizing after this and says that he wants to get back together officially with Tristan. So Trials is back. Trials! <laughs> after that, Tristan is the school president, so he is in charge of the anniversary alumni event, and he wants to go perfectly. But Lola's protest is messing with his plans. He ends up telling Mo that he cannot make a stand-up comedy joke about the protest, and he shuts down Manny's song about teen pregnancy. He tries to calm things down with the protest, when the protest kind of gets inside the event and ultimately he tells Simpson to like let Lola talk to the school and to the alumni and that's pretty much it from him finally Tristan gets insecure when they are hanging out with Zoe and Winston and they're talking about their body count and he finds out that Miles's body count is pretty high so Miles figures that they should just rip the bandaid off and just have sex, get it over with. However, <laughs> when Miles is like, let's do a quickie right before we have to go somewhere, Tristan rejects him. So Miles assumes that they're going to break up. And then Tristan ends up calling Miles a man whore <laughs> for sleeping with so many people and says that he only wanted to be the most important person on Miles' list, not that he actually cared how many people were on his list. So they ultimately kind of end up apologizing to each other and they kind of talk about the logistics of how they're going to have sex with each other. And it is implied at the end of the episode that they had sex. That is the end of the season for them, except I guess Tristan <laughs> gets in the car crash or bus crash. Just in case you forgot. God, that last plot was literally like my least favorite plot, I think, of the last two seasons. Really? I just didn't even know i was like are we slut shaming or are we not like what are we doing here but we'll get there we'll get there i don't know the election sure i mean like tristan should have won anyway i feel like miles like i know you don't like him 
but honestly like he genuinely wanted to do it miles definitely was like just i don't know i just didn't think miles would have actually done a good job probably not but goldie is the one person who was running who actually cared about the issues at the end of the day oh yeah i know we, we weren't gonna have a character who's like not even a main character be president she doesn't even get to be president in the season three no which is so funny that is funny i, I like that she brings it up but um no i mean obviously out of miles and tristan it was going to be between one of them. I think Tristan was going to take it more seriously. And plus, like, look what ends up happening anyway to Miles. Could you imagine him being president and doing that shit? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. they couldn't do that. For sure. But also, Tristan tattling on him was a bitch move. Um, yeah. He didn't do it for the rightness of the election. He did it because he was mad at Miles for rejecting him. Not rejecting him, playing him a little bit, but... A little bit? Well, a lot of it. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I respected it. I mean, like, honestly, if he didn't do it, I'm sure Zoe would've. Would she? Zoe was, like, Tristan's campaign manager. If she thought for one second, like, oh, this is gonna help Tristan win, I'm sure she would've. Since when does Zoe hold back? <laughs> I guess so. I'm honestly shocked it wasn't her, <laughs> but... I don't know. I'm just glad that Tristan won because then we didn't have to see, like, I feel like Miles would have just been Drew 2.0, but, like, worse. Honestly, that's true. He would have probably knocked up a girl, like, spread a social disease or two, like, I don't know. Well, Miles does end up knocking up a girl, so. There we go. Totally forgot about that. Yikes. But yeah, for me, it was a super exciting first episode of Next Class because it really felt like something was going to come of Miles vowing revenge against Tristan, mm -hmm. but then nothing came of that. So that was a little disappointing that there was really no back and forth between them at all. It makes sense because Miles was going through all that shit, but it, it felt like they were leading to something at the end of the first episode just for it not to go anywhere. Okay, I can definitely see that. I guess this is going a, a bit ahead, but... Yes, Bart. Into, into season two into season two <laughs> but when they when they do get back together they don't really talk too much about the problems that they had the first go around i don't even remember what problems they had so it was like miles was mildly using tristan to get back at his dad oh right um, right because i was like i don't even think tristan even likes or I don't even think Miles even likes Tristan, like, at all. Right. And they ultimately broke up because Miles still had feelings for Maya. Yeah, which was, like, so stupid and fake. Yeah. Well, okay. it, it came off as real, but then nothing came of it, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why, I, that's why I call it fake, because it's just, like, he had feelings and then no one ever talked about it. He gave one look. So that's why it's a little weird to me that, like, they have this really heated first episode together and then there's nothing and then they basically just get back together unceremoniously kind of don't they get back together like at the end of the season they get back together in the baby episode is that in season one or two two okay so they have the entire season apart though yes okay that's what i thought i was just checking 
because Miles was seeing, well, like seeing quote unquote Esme. Yes. So I guess, I mean, Tristan was kind of doing his own thing, obviously, because he tried to spread and what he thought was an STI to the entire school. Yeah. The entire gay community in Degrassi, all five of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because those episodes kind of work to kind of bring Miles and Tristan back because. Oh, in, for sure. In both the VJ dating episode and the STD episode, it's like Miles feels bad for Tristan. Yes. Which I guess is supposed to be like, oh, look they're gonna get back together but I was like "Mm, I don't really want them to get back together no I think that they definitely did that on purpose obviously because they do get back together but I do kind of like that they keep like they go to the same school you know I mean they're not gonna avoid each other 24 7 especially with Tristan being the president so like I think it's kind of cute when they kind of talk to each other even though they're not friends and like it's just like they're building it back up again and I will say I do feel like when they get back together this time that Miles genuinely actually likes Tristan versus when I thought he didn't. Right, because in in the first episode, right, Miles tells Tristan, you know, I wasn't actually over you, mm-hmm. right? And that always felt a little weird to me because of what you're saying that, like, I don't think Miles liked Tristan much in the first place. Mm-hmm. And it's also been, like, so long since they broke up like he was seeing Zoe like yeah. I don't know I feel like Miles saying that was just kind of for the drama of the first episode of Next Class rather than for any continuity purpose I think he said it to get into Tristan's pants because don't they immediately hook up after yes but then at the end of the episode he said I wasn't lying when I said that oh right right, right. so yeah it's a little weird for sure but yeah, I do agree that when they do get back together, Miles does like Tristan. I just don't know why Miles likes yeah. Tristan. <laughs> I just don't know why. Me neither. Yeah, because I guess the the whole baby thing, like they do have a slight conversation about like the first time where like Miles didn't really care about Tristan's feelings, which he absolutely did not. But other than that, they like just don't address any problems that they had. I agree. I mean, the baby thing was, like, definitely a dance around their issues, but they never full-on say what the issues are. No. Which is strange, but whatever. Yeah, because, of course, there's all the biphobia that Tristan is spewing throughout all of his time on Degrassi. Oh, my God. I'm, like, so sick of it. I'm, like, how was he allowed? Why do they allow this? Yeah, I feel like it might be the writer's bias coming through just a little bit. I would say so. I feel like they're making him like even worse than he originally is. Yeah, just because they never really call him out for it with any of the things that he says to Miles or even, yes. even to Zoe too. So. Oh, for sure. It's like insane that he's allowed to say these things. Yeah. So I feel like it's probably more on the writers than like, the writers wanting to demonize Tristan for saying these things, but it doesn't make Tristan look good at all. No, it does not at all. But just more reasons to not like Tristan, of course. <laughs> I guess backtracking just a little bit, how did you feel about Tristan as the president, like in the alumni episode? I think that he acted exactly how his character would have acted in this situation. 
I think it doesn't surprise me that he cut things to like make it not depressing. I think Holly J would have done the exact same thing and been like, no, you're not saying about your abortion babies. Like, calm down. You know what I mean? Like, well, at the same time, I feel like people love inspiration porn. So I feel like things like that, where people are like talking about the things they went through and coming through on the other side, people eat that shit up. Yeah, but I can also see where he was like not at this kind of event. Sure. I mean, I don't know. I thought he was fine. I think he like pulled his weight for Hunter and was absolutely correct when he said you did not do yourself any favors here. Like, (laughs) I think that, I don't know, I thought he was fine. I didn't think anything like special, but he definitely maybe like abused his power a bit by hooking up with like all these men in the presidential office. Right? That was so weird to me. I was like, why are you making these cringy president jokes? And also, like, why does he never go to class? <laughs> like, why are they just allowed to not go to class as, like, school president? I guess they just assume they'll get it done. <laughs> I just... <laughs> what did you think? I'm mostly thinking about the alumni event. And, yeah, I was just annoyed with him shutting everything down. Because he, uh... didn't, do, he didn't do anything about it until it actually looked bad on him. It was like he didn't care about what was happening he just wanted to make sure he looked good yeah which is why I was like this definitely fits his character (laughs) it is like for sure I'm like yep everything he did is exactly what I would have expected him to do yeah but otherwise he was a meh president very low tier the fact I mean of course he wouldn't know this but he says he was going to be the first gay Degrassi president I was like bitch Marco Del Rossi Oh, it's like, yep. bitch, don't shit on Marco. That's so funny, because, like, for real. And also, like, Fiona was also, like, kind of co-president, too. And he was at Degrassi for, for that, so. Oh, God, when he looked completely different. When he was a little baby freshman. I know, but I feel like his change was, like, so insane overnight. Well, yeah, he went platinum blonde for a while. I know. But anyway, why don't you like the sex episode with Miles and Tristan? I feel like it took them way too long to get to the point that, like, Tristan was insecure because he was a virgin and, like, wanted it to be special. Like, there was way too much shitting on Miles for me to be, like, I don't know. If I were Miles, I would have dumped Tristan immediately. Like, I would not have tolerated being, like, called a man whore. And, like, Tristan's just like, well, you are. like he's not like it's just like how can you be with someone who like treats you like that or thinks of you like that yeah like at first I I was actually on Tristan's side to begin with surprisingly I'm not surprised (laughs) Jasper really I feel like these these things you you like I don't know let me hear why you were on his side and then I'll probably understand well because when Miles kind of got the vibe that Tristan was insecure about it, Miles immediately was like, let's just have sex and get it over with. Yes. So I, I completely understood why Tristan was not down for that. Oh, I mean, yeah. Okay. I I totally agree with that. Sorry. I was wondering if you were going to be like, him having sex with five people is like too many. No, absolutely not. <laughs> have sex with as many consenting people as you want. I don't care. Awesome. I kind of got 
where Miles is coming from like a little bit though because if he his view of it is completely different than Tristan so he was kind of just like oh well like obviously no one wanted to sleep with Tristan before so like I guess I'll just do it (laughs) well I guess that was a slight inconsistency to me because Tristan I guess he's not doing anal but he's doing other things with lots of other guys at Degrassi to the point that he had an STD scare you know well yeah because you can get STIs and stuff from like not sex yeah so that's where I'm like Tristan is kind of being insecure for unfounded reasons which I guess is fine I mean he also may or may not have had sex with Mr. Yates but well he didn't because he says he's a virgin but at the time it seemed like they had sex (laughs) at least I'm glad that we know that they didn't yeah (laughs) Yeah, makes it a little better in my opinion yeah for sure for sure but that's I get what I, you're saying. Yeah, th- it's just a disconnect to me where it's like, Tristan, you've been hooking up with people for a little bit at this point, even if it's not butt sex, you know? Yeah, what, but I mean, like, sex and other stuff are like two different things. Sure. but Which is, yeah, which is why he is like, I don't even know why he's insecure, though. Like, is it because he's a virgin or is it because he wants it to be special? Unclear. Well, that's the problem, because it's like, it should be clear as to why he was feeling uncomfortable. But if the whole reason it's because he thinks that Miles is a man whore, then I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of, it's like tough. I'm not shocked that Miles thinks that sex isn't a big deal either. That's kind of just who Miles has always been since the beginning. I wouldn't say that necessarily, but... Yeah, I'm not surprised that he has had sex multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Because if sex didn't matter to him, then him and Maya wouldn't have been, like, such a hot mess, you know? I think they had a lot of other <laughs> things going on. Well, for sure, for sure. But... I just think Tristan was, like, way too... I think he was so much more wrong than Miles was that, like, it was hard for me to be, like, why does Miles even need to apologize? Because, like, Tristan just, like, fucking sends it right back to him when Miles is like, well, I didn't appreciate you calling me a man or, and he's like, well, you are, so. Yeah. I'm like, literally, why would, that's, like, gaslighting. Yeah, for sure. Like, Tristan, I was definitely on Tristan's side to begin with, but when he pulled all that shit, I was like, nope, no, no, no. <laughs> Break <laughs> up. Also, it was such, it could have been fixed with such an easy conversation in the beginning, but whatever. Well, they needed the drama, of course. Of course, of course. But outside of all of this, I do like how they had an explicit episode about a gay couple having sex. Just because that is still kind of something that people don't talk about, especially for teenagers. So, Oh, for sure. I also liked when I was watching the episode and they were like, okay, let's have a conversation. I was like, yay, but like, I didn't expect them to show it, honestly. And then when they did, I was like, oh, that's even better. Yeah, so even though the interpersonal dynamics of Miles and Tristan was definitely an issue here, I do like the resolution where they have a mature, honest conversation about having sex with each other as two teenage boys. I thought that was very nice. Something that hasn't been done on Degrassi before. I feel like it's not even done that often. No, not not ever, really. Yeah, I feel like this was awesome. 
like that part was awesome yes yes i kind of wish that they didn't even have sex because i wish they broke up but like (laughs) yeah the the conclusion was good maybe the details leading to the conclusion were not good (laughs) yes that is exactly what i what i mean but i guess my larger issue with miles and tristan in, in these seasons is they're kind of acting like they're a bigger deal than they actually are like what do you mean like in terms of I guess this is more of a coma issue <laughs> should I wait for it for it then is okay. it because they're they're showing their relationship a lot when they're when he's in the coma that you're like they didn't even really do much before that right it's like when they're together they're not like a power couple or anything yeah so when they're kind of acting like they were a power couple when he was not in a coma I'm like when (laughs) no I totally you know what I'm like totally down to talk about that because that was my whole issue with like does Miles even like Tristan and like the fact that we couldn't even tell obviously doesn't make them a power couple and then like the entire time they are dating Miles has all of the control he's the one that determines whether they're in a relationship or not or he's the one that determines whether they're gonna have the conversation about sex or like Tristan's just like along for the ride in his own relationship right exactly because like I said at the beginning and why we formatted the podcast this way Miles had his own section Tristan's section is focused only on Miles because Tristan Tristan's character revolves around Miles not the other way around he's not really his own character really yeah, because even the ta- the plots that he had was like him running for president was to get over Miles. Yes. Him hooking up with all those people was to get over Miles. Exactly. Like, yeah, there was no him just like doing his own thing. It's always like he needs to be in love with something. Or someone. Or someone. <laughs> yeah, so that's just problems with Tristan's character overall on top of him being an insufferable human. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, we're wrapping it up. Yeah, I think that's it for next class one and two. Gotta say, was not super impressed. Definitely an improvement over season 14. Yes, I can't even say which one is like better though, like season one or season two. Both of them had good and bad parts. Yeah, there's not a season where I'm like, wow, I was more entertained than... Like, maybe season one? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just ready to move on, to be honest. Like, this was definitely in my bottom, like, five seasons of groupings. Like, one and two we'll put together, like, for sure in the bottom for me. Yeah, Yeah, I probably agree. And it's not even, like, Netflix's fault. I just think that they just didn't, they just didn't do interesting things. Well, I think the larger issue with Next Class as a whole is that they try to do the same thing that they've been doing pre-Netflix, but that doesn't work with a Netflix format. I see what you're saying. Like, Degrassi doesn't work as binging all the episodes at once, you know? Yeah, no, you definitely need to... It's a drama. You need to wait weekly. Yeah. For so, it to, like, you to grow and love the characters. Yeah. And they didn't take advantage of, like, the fact that they could have longer episodes, for example. Like... Pretty much everything that we've talked about with all these, all the past three podcast episodes is we need more time on these storylines. 
Yes. The fact that we had to combine two seasons to even get enough. Yeah. So, like, if they just had more time, even if they didn't have more episodes, if they just had, like, even 30-minute episodes over 20-minute episodes, that would have gone a long way towards helping to really flesh out these storylines. Because there's a lot of awesome ideas in these seasons, but there just isn't enough time to, like, fully flesh out the story or, like, conclude the story in a lot of cases, like we've talked about. Yeah. So, just unfortunate. I agree. All right. So, for next time, we'll be finishing up the Netflix series, seasons three and four. Yes. I still need to think about if we're going to split up three and four or not, but... I say we should, so we can have more episodes. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see, we'll see. Because... Season three in particular is in the fandom pretty highly rated as like the top three of all Degrassi seasons. So. Oh, I'm pumped then. Okay. So far, so good. I started the first episode today. So exciting. I'm pumped. And we get to finally talk about the bus crash. Which like so far haven't gotten a lot of it, but like that's okay. We'll get there. It's yeah. A lot of miles right now. Oh, you're going to get a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Okay. So we will see you next time. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you soon.